Friends, family, you fishy little devils, we are gathered here today not to mourn, but to celebrate two of the world's greatest gifts that, we, that were ever bestowed upon civilization. A lot can be said about these men. Some say they were but only a couple of innocent bystanders, not to me. Some say they were just what they were, commanders, commandants, generals, not to me. Some say they were just two men born into this cruel world, not to me. And lastly, some say they were just drawings, but not to me. No. To me, they were the reason you get out of bed in the morning. Their sacrifices were the reason you can tuck into bed at night and get the su suggested six to nine hours of sleep, depending on your lifestyle. Everyone's needs are a little bit different. Six to nine hours that they never got. They never slept. And lastly, they were the reason you make sure to give people an equal half when sharing a potato. So it's today, with a heavy heart, I reach deep into your ear canals and say, keep moving forward, you wimpy tots. It's what they would have wanted in memory of Commandant Keith Sadies in general, not Commander, put some respect on his damn name, Theo McGath. It's at this time, I believe that my brother-in-arms, Chad Chart, has prepared a poem in honor of our fallen heroes. I will now be performing a self-made haiku. You were always special. <laughs> you can finally sleep. Sometimes things are better left unsaid. I wish you weren't dead. But in the end, you are always a friend. Your comrades will now keep on fighting because you serve their enemies a proper lighting. You too, General. Don't think I forgot about how you made me feel so visceral. Even though you both treated children badly, y'all were the heroes in the end and you made me feel Chadley. Keith Sadie's nuts aren't massive. We can tell you are just being passive. Proud of everything that you fought for, you're forever shaking me to the core. God bless the 12th Commander of the Survey Corps and the Commandant of our beloved 104th Cadets. Remain in paradise, our sweet, sweet Prince. You can now finally rest, you Shinzo Sasageyod up top with the best. We are giving, now, the first ever 22nd Moment of Silence. <laughs> it was fucking beautiful, Chad. I, I couldn't do it. It was fucking beautiful, dude. I can't believe they're gone. It's been a long day without you, my friend. Though I'll tell you all about it. Oh, man. All right. Welcome back, guys, to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. We are obviously Chaz. And I'm doing okay. I'm Ronnie. And, man, we have got 
an epi today. We do. I got to lift the spirits a little bit. We, it's a celebration, everyone. It's a celebration. Let's, let's do that. Let's a celebration celebrate. of life. Let's celebrate it. Oh, okay. What is, what's, what episode are we doing? We've got season four, episode 27, retrospective. And man, this is an episode if yeah. I have ever seen one. Even aside from the obvious, this episode still blew my balls off. Wall-to-wall action. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I cannot wait to get into oh, yeah. it. And it's beautiful. Let's not forget how beautiful oh. it portrays blood and gore yeah. and just everything. Yeah, we could have used a warning at the beginning of this yes. one. It's intense stuff. All right. So you want me to start this off? Let's kick it off. Let's get right into it. We are left off with our beloved friends, Daz and Samuel, dying again. As much time as we spent with these guys, it's still just hard. You know, it's a real dick punch to put them back in at the beginning of this episode. Armin actually watches with his hand out as Daz drowns to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. And he's just staring down at him. Still got the hole in his cheek, too. Mm. We go from there. We instantly start fighting. Connie's looking down at, you know, the just the bloody mess underneath him. Yeah, because Connie just blew someone's brains out. Yeah. I would have did. never thought that we would have said, hey, do you think later on in the show Connie's going to blow one of his comrades' brains out? No, I would have never thought that. Okay, Connie, he was just getting started. Connie Springer. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Connie Springer is about to spring into action. But we instantly start off with Annie still just smashing these flock squawks. Okay. Her hand-eye coordination is a top-notch. She must have absolutely crushed the Marlin Baseball Little League. Can you believe yeah. it? Yes. Me and you, when we were in Little League, like third grade or something like that, we had a girl on the team. Yep. Annie would be that. Annie's totally the type of girl to go and play on the boys' baseball team, even when the softball's happening on the field next you know, next door, and just absolutely star the team. Jesse, I remember her name. Bless, bless you, Jesse. Yep. She actually turned out to be a very attractive woman later on yeah, in life. Yeah, she did. Good old Jesse. Good for her. So, yeah, we get some and of the she best. She played one hell of a left field. She did. She did. We get some of the best ODM action scenes of the season, though. I mean, some of this is just. It blew my mind. There's so much going on that. I and, didn't even know what to say. And they're all do. throughout the episode. It's not yeah. like you just get one. There's so many times that they go through it. So yeah, it's really awesome seeing Annie and Reiner work together in a fight. Mm-hmm. Because we have never seen them transformed together side by side. Yeah. This entire this entire show. It's crazy to think about that we've technically never seen them fight together. It's That's so true. Weird. It's true to think about it that way. Maybe when... Um, we got that little at the beginning of this season. Yeah. It was that would be maybe they little. had a little bit of time together, yeah. but not much at all. So we go down in the basement, back to where the nerds are. The well, his- not the basement. <laughs> yeah, well, not <laughs> that basement, but one of the basements where this show likes basements, by the way. They loves them. Where we have the, uh, the nerds of the group, or as I call them, the nerd mechanics, some of the Hisru people. These guys still very much regretting wearing the the suits today. Yes. They are telling Hanji and Magath that usually takes a whole day to service the boat to fly. Okay? So, it's not looking good. When you hear something like that, 
and you see explosions going on around you, mm-hmm. that is not a good sign to hear. And I did like the line. They were like, unless we get some of the yep. correct equipment, we can cut it down to half a day, which is fun because they're basically saying, hey, over here, you guys have handheld, hand-held screwdrivers. Yep. They got drills over there. It's going to make you know putting some bolts in a place much easier. And they, they said possibly too. So maybe half a day if we get the right stuff. So this, things are just not looking good. Okay? No, they're not. But Maggot says, there's no way we can hold off the enemy here for that long. Um, he even talks about the Titans. He's like, the Titans are only going to be able to be in their forms for a few hours. He's like, obviously Peak can stay for a while, but he's like, they're, if they're the only ones defending, like we're screwed. He right. basically knows they're screwed. And then that's when Hanji speaks up. <laughs> yeah, this is the part of the episode where Hanji answers every single question we've had about the rumbling yes. for like the last eight episodes. She starts talking about how the rumbling is faster than a galloping horse. Which is kind of terrifying, knowing how fast that pretty fast they bred these horses up here in parody. I mean, it's just such long legs. You know, it's hard to make up for it with just speed alone. I would be putting all of my money on these horses if they were in this world. In races, I'd be gambling all my money away on these parody horses because they are so fast. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like what other sport or anything like that would they have on parody? They don't have like baseballs and stuff that I've seen. Fastest ODM gearing? Yeah. I mean, what else? Horse racing. Yeah. Who can cut potatoes the fastest? I mean, what up? As a matter of fact, you're connecting some pieces for me. I will never forget Armin's dirty old grandfather. And you know what? I don't think they were living in the best of conditions because I think that guy was spending all of his earnings on gambling. Yeah. That guy was a just scumbag horse gambler. Horse gambler, cockfights. You know he was into that. Oh. Dog fights. I'm sure they have some stray dogs yeah. running around. They had a cat in one episode. Remember that? I do think I remember that. I think it was in like season one. For some reason, it was like cat? Annie was running around and there was a cat just sitting there. Yeah. So yeah, Hanji starts using her quick math and doing the beep bop, beep, beep, bop, bop, and says that in half a day, the rumbling will have gone through about 600 kilometers past the coast. Okay. Uh- what? 600 kilometers? Alright, one sec. Uh, Siri, what is 600 kilometers in American language? You, you can translate into English. Uh, okay, that didn't work. That didn't how, work? How do I Okay, let me get that? one going. Siri, how many miles per hour is 600 kilometers? Oh, I think that'll work. What'd she say? Sorry, miles per hour and kilometers are not compatible. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. How many miles is 600 kilometers? That's what we got. Okay. That would be 372.82 miles. Okay. So, wow. 372.82 miles in half a day. It's a two to one ratio. Why did they not just say that? Half a day. Think about that. Think about half a day. You literally, you wake up. I'm thinking about it. Okay. You're thinking about it hard. Think about waking up, you know. Grabbing a Pop-Tart, yeah. driving to work, eating the Pop-Tart, maybe a honey bun. I don't know what else you eat for breakfast. Got to microwave it, though. Yes. 12 seconds. Microwave it, eat it. You know, that's basically half of a half of a day. Half of a half of a day or a half a day? That right there is Are we talking 12 hours or six hours? Talking 12 hours. Right now, the method I just said Oh, you're just saying, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You work a little while. 
you know, sleeping was already half of half of the day. So now it's like basically there. And I know what people are saying. If it only takes 12 seconds to warm up the honey bun, why is waking up, preparing a honey bun and driving to work taking you six hours, Ronnie? Well, guys, I have a few honey buns. Yes. God. So yeah, half a day. That's 12 seconds per. So half a day, I'm egg on my face. I'm pretty sure I was on the record of saying this was going to take like a month. No. Yeah. Just a few days. But we get some help here, okay? We get some understanding a little bit later on of why it only take that long. But she then says, though, for them to take out the entire continent, okay? So we know Paradis is obviously the island. Mm-hmm. They cross the sea. They're on the continent. And I'm assuming that there's only one continent in this world. We can, I guess, just assume that from what maps and thing we've seen. But she says for them to take out all of that, it will take just four days not even a week to take out the continent outside of parody it's making quick work of it i don't even understand i thought we saw a map before i mean it took him an afternoon to get out of parody um and i thought with that map that i initially saw back a few episodes ago um that this was going to be a bigger operation I guess I was just wrong. It's you know, not, I'm, I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling yeah. with what Hanji said. She knows it better than I do. Maybe the single file line, he's going to have to gather him up. He's going to have to do a few things. That's why it took him longer. Maybe they've got, yeah. he can up the speed a little bit. Yeah. You know, they were, they just got out of the wall. It took them a second to loosen up their legs. They had a stretch. Yep. Do not start going 100% if you're starting from zero. And you that's know, how people get injured. Yeah. And you know what else they say? Not static stretches. They're they're moving while getting that stretching. Yeah. And so the walk, you slowly ramp That's it up. That's so important. Yeah. Because listen, if you go, okay, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to do the you know arm across my body. Then you're not even going to, I mean, sure, that's good stretching. You're not using the muscles you're going to be using for the operation. Use them. You know, start yep. off 30%. Build your way up. We've said it once. We've said it a million times. Stretching is so important. Also, do it after. Yes. Okay, once they're done stopping the world, they need to stretch, okay? But yeah, her saying that though, by God, there is going to be so many people stomped out. This is a short operation. This is not a 20 or 30 day or like we thought. Holy shit. What are we going to be flying into is what I'm concerned yeah. about. I am scared for our comrades, okay? <laughs> She then says, basically, Liberio and Marley are done for. All right. No chance to save these people. Unless they Jean- use the trampoline method we talked about. Unless they do that. There's still, still a chance. Jean then thinks back with a flashback picture. Okay, they show a little flashback of mm-hmm. him and Connie drinking booze, is what it looks like, oh, with you, a Marley and man. You loved this. I love this so much. Not only, here's the thing, I'm not even sure. It's not necessarily a Marley and man. I'm almost thinking it's one of the guys that oh we evaded yes. or invaded. Invaded the country. Because he's wearing a stupid Fez. And you know I'm on Fez watch. You're right. You can't slip a Fez by Ronnie. And that's what he had on. You're so right. Okay, so this is the, the theories churning yep. right here. Because Do the theories. Like we, said, okay, like we saw in the first episode of season four, Jean was already infiltrated in a certain city. So we mm-hmm. know that they've had access already. Okay. And it's so fun that they've never downright said that. I know. They just, that's how they do this in the show. You got to like get your brain. You got to beep bop, beep bop. They've gotta, never said it. No. Well, th- what are that, we waiting for? That takes us back to Hanji in mm-hmm. the flashbacks in like episode 10. She said something along the lines yeah. of, we're creating a base on the continent. And then they never spoke about it yeah. again. 
And it was a great call by you, Chadley. Your professional TV watcher yes. didn't get by you. God, I knew they were. You said, halt. Let me yeah. check you out here real quick. And then you could continue. And you know what they need to do? They need to show us some of that. Now, are you saying the theory? Because I've got the theory right now. What is he doing? Why is he talking to the Fez man? Because the Fez man was done dirty by Marley. So they're over there getting liquored up, saying, hey, by the way, I'm from an island far off. I'm one of the aliens that you don't like. But listen, we're not that bad. You got to help me. When, yep. we come over, when we come over in a flying boat, and at this point, this guy's wrecked. He doesn't even, you know, he's yeah. he's he's down like Travis was the other night. He had three Trulies. He couldn't see straight. Yeah. So it was a bunch of mumbo-jumbo to them, but Connie and Jean were trying to lay the groundwork. And you know what that does, though? This is just, this is good writing here. If we get this, we've got to get this scene. This is going to make, this is going to humanize those people. Mm-hmm. And then when they do get stomped out, it's going to be a lot sadder, Ronnie. When I see a flattened Fez, at first I'm going to be like, well, you deserved it. You were wearing a Fez. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to be like, well, but Connie and Jean had some drinks with them. And I'm a little upset about that. And you know what else this shows? Why they have more compassion for these outside people. And the Flock Squawk and his little crew, They, if they've never been over there, they don't care about a bunch of nameless faces. And nope. So we better see this, Ronnie. Okay. Magathan says, well, we don't even know Aaron's location. So by the time we find it, uh, and, multiple uh, lands are It's Ma- It's Magath's episode, so I hate to do this. Uh, him saying this really kind of concerned me, disappointed me. There's people who could literally track a squirrel through the woods. And my guy Magath is concerned about finding which way thousands of colossal titans went he's like well we don't know how are we supposed to find him well that he's got a good point though he's got semi good point even though dr <laughs> Gigi is approximately seven thousand times bigger than a colossal titan there is there are going to be spread out so where what part of the herd is he going to be at mm. but he's so big i feel like you could see him from far off right, right? yeah i mean you're gonna have you're gonna be in a flying boat you know yeah so you, you would think you would see you got him. some altitude on the situation as well like i understand the sea dilemma because right. uh i don't know if you knew this i mean i know it i'm i'm a beach goer so i know this kind of thing when you're on the beach but are you a sea goer well i'm more of a i'm more of an ocean goer not a sea goer yep gotcha but when you're on the the beach and you're looking at the horizon where the water meets the sky yeah it's only about a mile or two that you can see that far away which is pretty crazy to and think And with about. the way pollution is heading nowadays, people, it's becoming even less. It's yep. becoming even less. It's becoming less. And think about all the steam. Think about all the steam. There's a lot of, there's a lot of it. It's going to be hard to see them, okay? You're right. Fuck me, God. Magathan tells the mechanics to get the boat ready in 15, not 30. They said it takes them about 30 with coal. They slice in the coal. But that's a classic time crunch. You talked about this time time crunch you know first part of the season with mm-hmm. peak she made the the panzer unit she timed she timed him down from 15 to 10 okay yeah. he's going from 30 to 15 he's cutting it in half because this is even more important and yes. he's getting picking up the vibe the same vibe that i picked up these cupcake his erosians don't understand the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. like hey loosen up the ties dorks let's get to work here they're the typical uh engineers they're like like, well, typically, uh, we uh, like to perform in a lab that's approximately 67 degrees because when we start drilling on the flying boat, it actually will increase the temperature. So we'd like to keep it a little cooler because <laughs> yeah. we know it's going to get higher, hotter. 
And did you notice it shows them shoveling coal later and it's like Anya Capone doing it? But they're, yeah. They're the engineers that just tell you to do it. They've never actually done it themselves. They're the typical high up guys that don't know how to do anything. Well, here's, I mean, think, come on. The country's called Hizaru. Tell me that that doesn't sound, and I hate to say this, tell me that does not sound like a country that would have slaves. It does. It does. Hizaru? Are you kidding me? You're telling me there's not a Hizaruzian slave? Mm-hmm. No. Those guys with the ties. They're wearing ties. They're wearing ties. You know that they don't You think do those guys shoveled labor. coal? Yeah, come on. They're like, well, actually, we don't have the correct, uh, uh, we don't have the correct tools to get the job done in a timely manner, so. And then we go straight into the OP, which just lets us know that the rumbling's coming, okay? Coming for you. And we go back, and there is just death, gore, fighting, everything going on. This entire episode, okay? There, there, there's no break. There is really no break. I mean, we're going to try and talk about all the moments as much as possible, but how could we? There's so many. I know. Mika, we, someone needs to count. Mikasa, we she have must have killed 77 people. Yes. And in the coolest ways possible. It's a rough estimate, but I think she killed 77 people. 33 of them, twice. She killed them yeah. twice. Yeah. Mikasa, we get Mikasa flying up on Annie's shoulder telling her the plan. Okay, that they're getting on the boat. They got to go service it somewhere else. And Magath and the his the Hizarunians, mm-hmm. they're fleeing to, to the boat. And these guys, they are just abysmal at running. You Terrible. like we said, they have not done any hard labor. Nothing. Terrible. They're in a suit and tie for God's sake. They can't run. Yeah, they don't strike me as a couple of guys who go uh, gear up for a jog. They're in dress dress shoes. Like what? God, man, makes me so angry. Flock then tells his squawk to kill the mechanics. He sees him going. And then that's when Hanji comes flying in with Mikasa. They start slaying some of these Jaegerists like cheese. Okay, mm-hmm. They are just slicing through them like, a, like one of those American square burger slices of cheese. That's exactly. I couldn't <laughs> have said it better myself. And Flock just has such a thick plot armor on. It's just like the moment when Jean pushed him out of the way of the cart titan's mouth. Hanji slices through two guys like hot butter, and then she just like zips away when she sees Flock. She's well, he's the he's the king of Eldia, right? Flock now. looks what horrified. He, he was almost going to stab himself, and then she just zipped away. I was like, all right, that's fine. His time's coming. I just thought of this, man. We haven't seen Historia in a long time. Who? Historia. Wait, who? Who are you saying? Historia. Are you? Well, that's the um, the Krista girl. Yeah. <laughs> That is the lady that is just sitting on a rocker with her belly bloated. I feel like I've seen Krista more recently than I've seen yeah. Historia. I wonder if she's birthed out that thing. She popped it out, you think? She, um, I feel, well... Boy or girl? What are you saying? It's gotta be a boy. I mean, it's such a, such a sexist culture that we live in, you know, and it's gonna be... I mean, I hope it's a queen. I hope it's a queen. Yeah, I know. Same. Our princess, because right now, her story's not dead yet. But You know, I was thinking These that times, that. you know, giving labor, giving birth, it's dangerous, so I hope we keep an eye on her. Flock is essentially the king of Eldia right now? Well, okay, all right. Well, I mean, he is. I, well, mm. He is? He's kind of Will like... Will you admit it, that he is? No, I wouldn't say he's the king. He's kind of like the, um... He's the, the, he's the VP, if anything, it is. Well, do you think he got her pregnant? The king is a way to play. He's stepping in. I could see him if if he wins this battle, 
he's going back to Historia, and they're going to live happily ever after. Yeah. King and queen. Right. I do like to think of this, uh, the little scene that we didn't get to see, where he refers to himself as a king, and like a couple guys off to the side kind of like give each other side eyes, like, he's not the fucking king, what's he yeah. talking about? But he does look down at the boat, and he realizes they're playing. Okay, they're not smart enough. For yeah, the he's flockery. playing chess. He's. I will say it. He's playing chess. I will give him this, man. He's one of those guys where you're like, oh, he is a coward. You know, he's he's fighting for the. He's going up against all of them still, though. How crazy is it? He's willing to die. As delusional as this guy is, he is willing to die. When Aaron kissed him. Well, we don't felt... know yet. We don't know yet. I think oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry, we just talked about that. And I thought it actually happened. Um, when I think that Aaron kissed him, he felt such sparks that it is driving. It gave him such purpose, like anything you've ever seen. And it was just a cheek. If it happened, he's saving the rest for later. It was a cheek. It was a cheek. I will say it was a cheek, but it was the kind of cheek. It was like this close, and you, everyone knows how close my fingers are together. Mm-hmm. This close to the corner of the lip. Yep, just enough to get you excited. Mm-hmm. I've had that multiple times. Never got excited, but just enough to get me almost Just there. enough. It's almost better than actually them catching the corner. Yeah. So they start shooting at the mechanics, okay? And Reiner steps in to block the shots. And he blocks them from hitting Magath and the mechanics. Reiner, ugh, he is the shield of this team, okay? He's always going to block the shots. He's always going to take the hits. That's just what he does. And it's kind of... It is kind of epic that how many times he's done this. Think about it. He blocked. Oh, oh I'm thinking. He blocked Zeke with those warships. Oh, you're really gonna name all. Oh, I'm naming. All them right, right name. Now. Go for it. He blocked Zeke with those warships. Mm-hmm. He did. He saved when the walls were tumbling down. He stepped in front of Gabby, saved her. He did that as well. He's doing it right now. He he's, stepped. Yeah, he's doing it right now. He stepped in front of uh, when Aaron had Porco. Stepped in front, grabbed Porco, took a right hand, a yeah. slugging to the jaw. Okay, he just took another hit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm thinking back to all this. You're right. He did do that. I mean, it is. He, it's almost like guy. they do call him Ar- Marlian's armor. It's yeah, cool. yeah. He. What else happened? Huh. More, uh, you'll get another. Happened. You'll get another moment here in a second because he. Spoiler alert. He keeps doing it. But yeah, while he blocks them though with his arm. He takes a few thunder spears to the back, close to the nape. Okay, and at first they fired one thunder spear into his nape, and I was like, <laughs> "It is going to take a lot yeah. more than that for me to get worried." I watched that guy get bombarded like with six thunder spears at the same time, and his head literally got blown off, and he was still okay. Yeah, well, he's he, a I'll, I'll say that again. He was still okay. <laughs> Does everyone remember that when Reiner didn't have a head, but he was like, "Oh, I put my." I put my consciousness down into my pinky toe, and I'm all right. Yeah, whatever happened with and that? And then his head grew back, and he looked like handsome Squidward. Yeah. SpongeBob Chronicles coming soon. Well, then Annie pops in. She does the same thing. She sticks her arm out, blocks some more Thunder Spears, and they blow her entire arm off. Right. Completely off. And then we get a shot of Annie inside of her Titan. We Think about that. We've never gotten those. Has that never happened? Her point of view inside the Titan. She's always been the enemy in season one. Mm-hmm. They never showed her point of view inside of there. I thought that was really cool. I love that. If How, I, yeah, yeah, I love that. If that's the case. That's the kind of thing that you're so good at keeping up with. Thank you. you. Know, I have mm-hmm. to. I couldn't say either way, but if you're telling me, I believe you. I'm a professional show watcher. That's why we have this podcast. I know you are, baby. Somebody messaged me the other day and said that. They're like, "Why are you the professional of the group?" 
I was like, wow, I've never heard that, but thanks for saying it. <laughs> thanks for saying it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you hate that Ronnie guy or something. Jeez. But yeah, Annie's not used to fighting these Thunder Spears too, is what I've realized. She's never gone up against them, so they blow her arm off. She When they have swords and stuff, they have no chance against her, but now they've leveled up. But yeah, more Thunder Spears come flying into Annie when then Reiner jumps in front of her again and takes like six Thunder Spears to the face. Oh, straight that, to the noggin. And that was when I started to get a little bit worried. Yes. Because I was kind of like, well, he survived six, but that is kind of his limit. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how much more he can push past six. Also, he jumped in front of Falco to stop Falco from dying from Aaron's transformation. Nice. Yep. He did do that. God, he is just taking a beating why he looks like shit all the time flock then tells his crew to bring all the thunder spears to sink the ship because he he's caught on to them trying to stop his beloved dr Gigi. and i put it's funny you said that kiss earlier because i put right here he still hasn't gotten that full kiss yet (laughs) he tells them that they have to stop them or their whole family will drown in a sea of blood from revenge that the entire world will take on them if Aaron has stopped. And that is true. I mean, here's the thing about Flock. Obviously, I'm with our crew. I want him to win. I want him to, you know, save some people, yada, yada. But he's kind of right. If they stop him instantly and the whole world has all their military, they're just going to come and mm-hmm. destroy everything. So there's a there's no win-win in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I hate Flock. I've never said a good thing about him. But I will say, he, you know, he's thinking pretty clearly given his situation. Like, He's not doing as bad of a job leading as I thought he might have. And then that's when he lets out a Shinzo Sasageo. And that's <sighs> when I puked. Yeah. I mean, he really does care about Eldia, but come on, man. You are not Erwin. It's and you I, never will be. I puked. God. Every time I start to like this guy, he just does something. He tries to be like Erwin, and I'm like, nah, bro. No one will be like Erwin. I used to like him, but not anymore. <laughs> and then that's when we get the female titan music start to play from season one yeah and i got so hyped up you did we haven't heard this since the forest oh my god i jumped out of my chair and how does it sound do it nice yeah what's it called uh, it's called uh, the female titan oh uh, you don't one. know i don't know you're the king called. of osts fuck it's the dude. female titans ost do you realize how much i would have bet that you knew the name of that i know i i don't know the full name of it but i just refer to it as the female titans theme. And that's fine that's but also song. fix it but yeah it starts playing and we then we get our our other little crew this is a what i call them the crippled crew we've got good name i like that anya capone yelena Gabby, Falco, Hecho, who is just, we get like half of his head in the frame. He's just laying there, I think, still. You, you did, you were like, where's Levi? And we were right around here and you paused. And I was like, dude, I don't know. And then you went, oh, there he is. And we yeah. looked and you could see just bandages yeah. in between two people on top of Peak. So funny. And he's, they're just riding on the back of Peak. That poor guy has taken a back seat this half season. He has. <laughs> I mean, he got, I do like that. They weren't just like, oh yeah, he gets blown up, his fingers come off, half of his face is basically torn off his skin, and then he just starts fighting and killing everyone anyways. I do like how they're making him like 
you know, kind of get back into the groove before right. he starts. Because he, he, eventually he's got to start slaying people, right? I just, well, first of all, this probably doesn't work because I like to, you know, I'm respecting Levi's voice actor. I'm sure he read the manga and all that stuff, so he kind of knew it was coming. But let's say in a world that he doesn't, he's like, all right, season four, rolling up. Erwin's dead. You know, this is my, fu- I'm going to yeah. win a fucking, I'm going to win an American Oscar for this yeah. Japanese TV show. And then he gets the script. He's like, I have five lines. <laughs> he's like, I have five yeah. lines. What are you talking about? He's going to win an Annie, like a, what do they call those? An anime, Annie award? An anime award? I don't know. I'm telling you, he was hyped. Us. He was like, I'm literally getting an Oscar for this Japanese TV show. <laughs> They're all looking over at Annie and Reiner, though, as they get absolutely eviscerated. They start getting bombarded with Thunder Spears. Falco can't take it, and he says, you know what? I gotta use the jaw. He's like, I can't. Reiner saved me earlier. I gotta do something. And that's when Peek steps in and says, no, that's a bad idea. The first transformation never goes well, unless you're Bert. Because for some reason, Bert could control the colossal titan on his first try. (laughs) And I'll tell you what Falco does. He implements the classic boys rule, girls drool strategy. Because Peek's like, stop, don't do it right now. And Falco's like, yeah, but what would Galliard have done? I'll yeah. tell you, he would have let his emotions get the best of him and rush into it without thinking about oh, the yeah. consequences. Yep. And Peek says, I'll join the fight after we get you to the boat. And that's when he runs off. Falco's <laughs> like, no. I, 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 that could also be Porco's little memories influencing him. There. Maybe so. We then go to Connie, who's carrying Armin, who still has a bullet through his cheek and multiple uh, wounds to his stomach. But th- but they make Armin look so hot. Have you noticed that? Even though he's... Because he's steaming. He's steaming, and he looks hot. He looks better than ever right. before. Because when you get heat, you get steam. Yeah. And they, t- they take him... Uh, he takes him to Theo, and that's when Theo's like, oh, he'll be fine. He's going to regenerate soon couple bullets nothing and connie's like well you take him i'm gonna go guard the ship and just starts flying off i was like wow connie he's really stepped up here he's like listen i know you were the greatest markman marksman in your entire country but you deal with this i'm gonna go handle that yeah so he flies off and he just starts slaying people and by god he does he just goes and handles it what the fuck where does where's my connie springer i'm the biggest critic of this guy but holy shit he was awesome I like what they've done with him the past oh, couple episodes. He's, he's really turned the he's corner. He's grown, yep. He's coming around. It's like you said, he was the one character out of the group that they yep. hadn't really done much with. But these last couple episodes, he is... He's coming around yep. the mountain. Here he comes. He just put three bullets into the brains. I see you, Connie. I'll put some respect on your name. You won me over, yep. all right? This was badass. And also, that's when Peek swims up. She's got the cripple crew with her. And she tells Magath that Falco run had run off. How do you you think that she was underwater and the rest just looked like they were like floating on water? Or did they? I mean, did they go under? They were still look pretty dry, right? That is, they might have. She might have put them in their her mouth at that point. I don't know. They didn't show it, but they put her put them uh, put them in her mouth, and then when she got back to like above water, she did this cool move where she kind of like flipped him out with her tongue, and then caught her caught him on her head. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder too if she has like a if she she's carried so many people in her mouth. If she has like a favorite, she's like, oh, they taste the best. I think they shower the most. You think yeah. in her mouth, there's like little drawings and stuff where people have like hung out mm-hmm. in there for a little while and kind of made a little doodle. Oh, I guarantee you there is. Who is the most like, um, 
someone, let's say she, you know, tries to swallow you one time, or you just hang out and you're like looking in there, and it just says, "Yelena was here." <laughs> I bet she'd taste the worst, don't you think? Uh yes. Just a sweaty mammoth of a of a lady. But what I like about Magath here, though, is he shows so much concern that Falco ran off. He knows the first transformation probably not going to go well. He's got to go take care of his child, okay? His little child warrior. And what what's awesome about him, too, we've had to rewatch, obviously, season four with Trav and stuff. In the first episode, you see that he actually does care about him. He's got that slight, you know, caring attitude towards him. But when the other Marlians are around him, he, like, amps up the, oh, you devil bloods, and really turns it on. But it's not what he's actually thinking. Mm-hmm. And... This guy, boy, oh boy, does he just leave a mark on us. He does. In our hearts. On my heart. Not in it, on it, around oh, it. Oh my God. Cannot wait Through to talk it. about that. Stop it. You're getting ahead of yourself. I'm not I'm ready sorry, to I'm get sorry. there. I'm not I'm ready. Sorry. Let's keep it lighthearted. Oh, when we can right. keep it lighthearted, it's fucking stop it, chat. Look at me. Stop I'm it. done. I'm done. Okay. We then get a look up at the train tracks. We got a locomotive rolling in, okay? It's reinforcements. Coming in hot. And at this point, I'm looking inside the train. You know what I'm thinking? When did Flock grow such a large squawk? I know. Where the, where the hell do these guys come from? I, I like to think that they're reserves. Somehow, for some reason, they have reserves, even though it's the end of the world yeah. and they need all hands on deck. When did all these people sign up? They start coming in, and that's when, boom! They are all blown to smithereens. And this is so stupid. I was so caught up in the episode... I watched it. I was there. I was sitting right there. I was watching it. Didn't think a single thing of it. I was like, all right, well, that exploded. What's next? How about you? No, I thought instantly, <laughs> who the fuck did that? <laughs> Not me. I saw it explode and went, but that'll happen. That's, sometimes that happens. <laughs> sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't built well yeah. enough. You just think, oh, yeah, that happens to train just, sometimes. Thank you, founder Ymir from above. You know, count yeah. your blessings. Let's, what's next? What's Falco doing? <laughs> I thought for a second, I was like, because we never saw Heicho the first time. I was right. like, oh my God, maybe he stayed behind. He did something. Yeah, no, but no, I'm not even kidding. Later when we got to the moment when obviously we find out who did it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about the whole train exploding. <laughs> and that's when Flock just starts panicking. Okay, he's panicking hard. So hard. Jean then comes swooping into an alley where we have a Falco absolutely not worried about tetanus Ugh. as he's stabbing himself in the hand with a rusty nail yeah it's like a rusty nail this is where you gotta be you know young people are so impressionable you gotta like be careful about what they watch how many times does Falco watch someone just stab themselves and tie it up it's there's more to it than that example you have a cousin uh he might be on the pod eventually you know we want him to come down and hang out he's a senior in high school Yep. You were telling me a story how recently he, 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 you know, admitted to you that he started to experiment with drugs. And you were like, oh, I, you know, you weren't judgmental. That's why he can yep. come to you with this stuff. You're like, oh, what kind of strain of weed did you do? He went, no. What weeds were was it? He went, no, fentanyl. And you went, what? Dude, why? And he went, I was just watching Euphoria. That's what they were doing. <laughs> He's like, that's what the high school experience, right? Like, that's, what, that's what you do. And that's exactly what Falco's doing, right. except with a rusty nail. He's just he found an alley, found a rusty nail. He's like, oh, anything will work. Let me just start stabbing myself with it. Yeah, he didn't bite his hand, okay? 
He knows the saliva that can cause an effect infection if you do that to your hand. You don't want to get some of the blood in your mouth. No. Yeah. You when know? in doubt, use a rusty nail. Jean then tells him to get on the ship. He's like, what the hell are you doing, kid? And then that's when we see Annie and Reiner. We get a good look at them, and Annie's entire head falls off of her body Ugh. as Reiner's face, I mean, his head is basically gone at this point. It's just a mush. It's and a mush. And I was mush. getting worried. Very worried. Well, at first I was like, I was like, oh no, is this, is Reiner gonna, you know, give himself up one final time to save Annie? And then she started getting beaten to a pulp and I was like, oh God, I was concerned. Yeah. The two best Titan fighters that we got right now are just getting whopped. These Thunder Spears, they're, they're crazy, bro. And they've got so many of them. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, that's another thing I didn't even think about. If they were, if our comrades here, if they were to get to Dr. Genocidal Galapagos, mm -hmm. would they even have Thunder Spears left to throw them I mean, at They're him? burning through them. Then we get Connie, though, sweeping in again. Going ape shit again. Okay? He gets a few more kills. Okay. So I don't know which time it was when he re... I mean... The, no, the first time is where he just goes ballistic. Okay. This time, he just comes in and gets a couple kills. Okay, because yeah, the first time, I'm not even kidding, I thought I was watching like a YouTube edit of someone <laughs> putting like... Uh, some badass music behind it, and it was just him going hard. Top five plays is yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. What's crazy about Connie, too, if, when you really think about it, these people have been through so much and so much fighting. Our guys are way better at this ODM stuff than these stupid flock cock squats. Oh. So much better. They've just got all the explosives. We don't really have the explosives. Which is going to make a line later so delicious. Stay tuned. Yeah, he sweeps in, though, gets a couple kills. Mika's then yells for Connie because he starts getting in a little trouble and that's when she gets on one of the rooftops and just slaughters about seven or eight on a roof. I mean, just with ease. With ease. And we can't, you know, I thought it was wrong for them to just act like Connie does this. Mika should have, we should have seen like a moment where she was watching him and even she goes, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, holy she, shit. She sees him do a move and go, okay. All right, Connie, let's do this. <laughs> Connie Springer. Just think, this is the same old Connie that got picked up by his head in right. the episode three. It's Just awesome. the whole, all throughout the series, she never trusted him, and then she sees him do that, and she's like, oh, okay, you take those two, I'm going to take these seven. Yeah. Yeah, she even decapitates one of the people. She, oh. I mean, she's going crazy. Right here or Right later? here. Right Are you here, getting she, ahead of yourself? No, right here she decapitates right, one of them. Spoiler alert, she's going to do it again. She does, yeah. She does some some of the best shit, the craziest, goriest like scenes I think we've seen in the entire show. Even I would say this is better than Levi's scene against Kenny's troops. All like, right, I really would. I think she does some cooler stuff. Jean also she gets in a little trouble, and we got somebody hesitating on the ground about to shoot her, and that's when Jean just domes this bitch. Okay, right in the skull. He's grown. Right in front of our eyes. I think this is pretty cool too. Jean isn't, he's not flying around like slaying people with a sword. He's just straight up shooting them. He's got a rifle in hand. I thought that was pretty cool. Remember, we've discussed who's going to become the next shooter after Sasha. Jean saying, hey, yep. check me out. You called that, by the way. I think you called that. Did I say Jean? Wouldn't surprise me. I'm a pretty good fucking podcaster. You might have said Connie, but I think you said Jean. Subscribe and like. Give us those, uh, Give us those five-star ratings on Spotify, please. Apparently, that's a thing. <laughs> I saw Spotify, it. you can rate now. Go do it. Come on. 
Come on, we need it. Love ya. Then that's when we get them both realizing, through all this chaos, they both realize if they hesitate, they won't be able to stop the rumbling, and multiple innocent people will die. And Mikas has got blood all over her face and eyes, and she just throws it off. Throws it off. And how thick does something have to be to be able to just throw it off like that? Oh my god. I like to think it's like blood from the digestive system, the bowels. Yeah, she I mean, I don't like to somebody. think that because that's pretty gross. But sure, if that's what you want to think, that's fine. I mean, it's your notes. Just a sea of blood. Ewy, gross. And then that's when I hand it off to you, Thanks, Ronnie. Dog. So, uh, Peek, she's joined the fight. It was like she went into a building to make a sneak attack because she comes from underneath the roof. Well, I don't know. It. I don't know if she went through like a garage door. I don't know. Something was going on. She came underneath the roof. That is true. I would like to think in Marley when they had her, when she would stay months in at a time in her Titan, they would just put her in a garage, have her chill out for a while. I love that. Take her sleep. It just makes so much sense. Why would you not? I guess she sleeps. Do you think she sleeps in that Titan form? I guess she does. I mean, she definitely has before. Think about it. In the forest a couple episodes ago, she stayed in that Titan the whole time. I mean, remember when she had to relearn how to walk because she had been in the cart titan for like months? Mm-hmm. She's taking some snoozes in there. And she is looking cheeky here. So Flock, he's emotional, gathers up the boys, says, cut down these traitors using our ODM gear. <laughs> what? Would they? We have ODM gear too. What is like, that's what? What? Why I don't know he, what he said to me. Chad, why did he say that though? Dude, he he's under pressure, Ronnie. And I would say I would say he's talking about the Titans, which would make sense, but he says the traitors. The Titans that they're fighting were never I, mean, uh, I guess it, it's tra- just I mean, if you think about it, okay? You're going to get mad at me for saying this. I logistically he's okay. Just not good at giving a speech. I feel like just not. That he's good not. At it. I, like I said, he's under pressure. He ha- he's a young guy. Right. Okay. He hasn't been through a lot of experiences to where he has led. This mm-hmm. is his first time, so he's on a little bit of a power trip. Doesn't know what to say. But like I said, he is right when he calls them traitors. They are technically going against their home island. Okay. Not. It's a. It's a weird situation. But they're definitely betraying their island because if they do stop Dr. Genocidal Galapagos, everyone on their island will die. Yeah. So he's not wrong. Yeah. But what is the definition of traitor? I will think about it. Traitor. Does traitor, because traitor has a negative connotation for sure, but does it, by definition, does it? You know what I mean? Traitor is somebody that is on your side. They Flock has always been on their side. He was part of the scouts. And what a, what a world we live in. I Google traitor, and a, a single by Olivia Rodrigo pops up. What a new star wow. we've got on our hands. Look out for her. She is just going to be... People need to read some books. So right here, yeah. A person who betrays a friend, country, principal. They're betraying their home country. Paradis. I mean, yeah, by definition, I just, I feel like traitor, it's got a negative connotation. What they're doing is not negative, you know? It's just, just because you're going against is, something. Is what he's doing negative, if you think about it? If all of his people are about to die, so he decides to kill the people that are trying to kill him? I mean, it's, I guess there is no negative. No, either. it's, what, yeah, what he's doing is negative. What they're doing is negative, though. They stop him, then all their people die. No, but they, but they don't. But they don't. That's why we gotta have a little chit-chat about it. 
I think the chit chatting is over. This it's all there's got to be blood. That's why there's so much blood in this episode. <laughs> they're killing. Hey, they're killing these people. Think about it. They're killing people right now. Right, because the they're firing explosives at them. Let's have a talk. Don't give me this look like well, well, technically no. Okay. What so. they're doing is not good, Chaz. Let's have a chit chat. Can can I get you to agree yeah. on that? Can we have a chit chat? We'll have a chit chat. Let's have a chit chat. Before right. we go to such large extremes, quit giving me this. Uh, your look. This is the look that he's giving me, everyone. It's a look that says, uh, "Let's just have a chit chat." Okay, let's have a chit chat. God, what do you think about Olivia Rodrigo? I think that she's done a lot for this country. Um, she's not a traitor. All right. He's got nothing, but she's got a single. Traitor. Stream it. Where are my notes here? God, did we really just give her... She better give us some of that cut from that. I mean, she's just such a bright young talent. You gotta... I have no problem shouting her out. Where was I in my notes? I think you were at the part where Flock calls them traitors. They have they so are. many Thunder Spears, it's silly. All right? It's a gory mess out here. And when you think about the number differences, the fact that they haven't been able to take down a single person from our team is hilarious oh it is it's now, hilarious now they have they have disabled the female and armor titan but that's about all they've done they're so far. U- they're useless we, I, think about it we've got four people zipping around and two titans now one of them is an ackerman you gotta remember that but you have connie do you Springer. see how many explosives they have <laughs> quit defending the flock squawk there's like 90 of them. They have explosives strapped to them back, and they have not taken down a single person. You're right. You're so right. Now, they took out a few of those mechanics earlier on. Spoiler but. alert. Two hours two hours from now, we're going to be on a boat, and everyone is going to be completely fine. Reiner looks like he just got out of the shower two hours from now. All right? They are useless. And uh, But here comes Falco. He's starting to transform. And is there a better suspenseful feeling than waiting to see what a new Titan is going to look I like? I know. Isn't that so exciting? I know. And it shows, they they did this with Ymir's Titan in season two, mm-hmm. where she transforms and then it instantly goes to a calling card. Yeah. I thought that was awesome too. And he has red and eyes. And what a disappointment that was. I you know. And they would, that thank, reveal. Thank God he doesn't look like that Titan. But he has, hey, Ronnie, did you hear me? He has red eyes. How cool is that? Very cool. It, and they do the same thing here. We're going to a calling card before we really get a good look at them. What does the calling card say? And it's very poetic. First of all, what I'm going to say, I think they took some inspiration from you, Chad. All right. I love this type of... We've been doing calling cards for so long now that tell us nothing. It's just going over retreaded information. And at a certain point in the show, you're going to get that. This is like a new feeling type of calling card. Enemies and allies... When titans were the greatest threat, titans were the enemy. When countries were the greatest threat, countries were the enemy. For as long as people hold firm to different beliefs, there were all there will always be an enemy. And then it says oh. right here, Ronnie of the Podcast Chronicles suggests a chit-chat. A chit-chat, yep. And speaking of chit-chat, I will pay homage to two of the greatest soldiers that have ever been that have ever been in the Survey Corps mm-hmm. and the Garrison Regiment. Pixis and Irwin had a talk in Season 3 along the lines of, I don't remember which one said it, but they said, when will the fighting stop? And I think maybe Pixis, maybe Irwin, but they say, 
when there is one or fewer humans left. It's so true. It's so true. So they couldn't fight or they couldn't stop the fighting, but guess what they did? They had a chit chat and they mm-hmm. got to a solution. And now they're they both have passed, but they have, yeah. So uh so Falco, he um well Travis referred to him as the foghorn leghorn titan. He's not wrong. I thought you said the chicken titan. Well, that would be a very basic way to say it. Tra- uh, Travis put a little pizzazz on the okay. thing, which was why we love him. He said the foghorn leghorn titan. Um, he has a he has two mouths. Yeah, well, he doesn't have two mouths. Don't be silly. He does. He doesn't have two mouths. What do you do? You know what a two mouth system would entail? Yeah, he's got two no, mouths. He does not have two mouths, Chaz. Okay, then how many mouths does he have? He has a one mouth with some sort of like built on th- skull thing that's connected to the same mouth. I don't think he but, until until I see him move the two mouths separately, he's got one mouth. Here's the thing. Because I Ronnie, believe I believe he the already jaw tightened skull No he didn't. Yes he did. What did he do? Okay. When he opened his jaw mouth, his uh as Porco you know how Porco had that like steel mouth? Mm-hmm. He that mouth was open. And are you are you saying that he had two mouths or one mouth? Porco only had one. That's what I'm trying to get to here. Will you let let's have a chit chat. How about we're you gonna, don't give me that gonna, look? Oh, we're going to have a chit-chat, but I want to understand I'm, where you're coming from. And I'm getting there. Were you going to specify if he had one or two mouths talking yeah. about Porco? You were? Porco has one mouth. Because I asked. You specified. You weren't going to. And now I'm specifying how, why Falco so has two. So don't come criticizing me about my you know questioning okay. so I can understand our chit-chat. Okay. Because if you didn't answer that, I was going to be confused the rest of the time. Now, please, continue. Okay. As you see, Falco has... His steel mouth open. We'll call it a beak because it's a beak. His beak mouth open, and inside of his beak mouth, you see that he has a mouth under there. Yeah. Okay? And the reason that I know that he has two mouths is because a little bit later in this episode, Mm -hmm. what he does. Now, do I want to say it now, or do you want to wait till then? Well, we're having a chit-chat, and that's fine if we want to get a little ahead of ourselves. Tell tell me how he uses the second mouth. When he bites uh, Miss Peak Finger, Miss Peak Phalange, as some people call her. He does it with the steel mouth. Pretty cool, huh? But yeah, I mean, the steel is a very good weapon, but I don't think that you can argue that he wasn't using the second mouth. He used, yeah, the second mouth is the steel mouth. The first mouth is his normal tight mouth. Now, we're getting really caught up in definitions. Is the mouth, would the definition of the mouth not be the gateway to the esophagus? They Well, here's the thing. When you have two mouths, one what mouth... What I would argue is almost that he just has a second jaw. Uh, but he bites down with the mouth. The jaw. But the mouth, but if you A leave, mouth doesn't bite down, it's a jaw that bites down. Don't be silly. Here's the thing, though. Don't and this all depends. And I'm warning you, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. You could have a two-faced mouth. Yeah. Where you have oh, mouth I, side by side. And I hate two-faced people. Where you have mouth side by side. Or you can have a mouth that leads directly into another mouth. No, 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 no. See, that's where you're wrong. That's why I think we got a two-jaw system. If you have two, a person which you made it seem like there's a bunch of them walking around, when you've got a person that's got a two-mouth system, that entails that they have two different entry points. What we're dealing with here is one entry point so with which, two jaws. So which mouth is his mouth, if you're going with one mouth? Oh, the mouth is his actual mouth, where it's okay. like leads straight to the... 
Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree here. And that's fine. It's sometimes with a chit chat, that's what you get. Yeah. You agree to disagree. But I feel like we're better now that we, because we mm-hmm. know where we both stand. And now when you say something cockamamie thing, like he eats him with a second mouth, I'll just laugh at you and say, well, it's a, it's a jaw. He's got one mouth. And let's keep going. What do you think of his look? Dude, I actually think it looks dope. I know. I think it's going to get memed on pretty hard, but I like it. Yeah. I like it. His claws, he's he's got the upgrade on like the claws too. And here's the thing the about talons. the talons. Are they jaw, talons? To me, oh, they're talons for sure. Yeah. I actually have talons in my notes. Good okay. call. It looks like a mask that he could take off. Like when he walks up, when he gets control of the jaw tie, I would not be surprised when he walks up and just grabs his little mask second jaw with his talons and just takes it off and then we just see his his face okay so that's where you're getting the one mouth thing i see well it's not where i'm getting it but it's just what it looks like and like i said right here his claws straight up look like rooster claws outside of the very sharp talons the the finger phalanges yep i don't know if you've ever seen a bird's phalanges very much like what he's got going on here oh i've seen a bird's phalanges they call me the philanthropist and his hair long love the hair what I like about this, I think this is paying homage to Colt. He looks like a beast as well. And Colt was supposed to be the beast. He's oh, got like very, a little... He's yeah. very furry. He is. He's got Only like a little beast, beast in him. the beast can compete with the fur on this bad boy. And I'm going to say it right here. The most beautiful teeth of any Titan. He does. Oh my God. Stunning. I think it's because he's stunning. a... He's a well-kept boy. And this is why I think the founder Ymir saw the error in her ways. You look at Porco. Well, first of all, you look at Ymir. Yikes. Her jaw? Yikes. Mm-hmm. We already know the founder Ymir did not like that bitch, so she did that. Because she took her name. That's why. Next step, she made Porco's type. His teeth were very jaw-like or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he, he didn't like that. So now what she did, she made a second jaw, not a second mouth, a second jaw, and that's where the jaw really lives. And inside, she let Falco just have a beautiful, packed full mouth Mm -hmm. of pearly whites. And he deserves it, because he's a good boy. He's a good kid. So I like like what they did with him. She did him up right. Um, So then the others used this distraction to slice down another large part of the squawk. The squawk breaks formation. They fucked up. And how could you not? We see Falco again. He definitely looks to be on the smaller side of Titans. He's kind of on that roof, not real big. He's at like all. probably about Porco size or something. Um, I think smaller even. Really, I didn't. I didn't see that. But because uh, here's the thing about Porco. Porco was always four legged. He was a uh, what are the quadrupeds? Mm-hmm. That's got to be right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think you know this way when he's flattened like that. If he ever stood up, I think he would actually be pretty tall. Falco right here, he's kind of standing up. Quadrupeds? Or is it quadriplegic? Well, quadriplegic, I think, is when you can't use any of your limbs. Oh, he's definitely using them here, so it's definitely Yeah, I not think a ple- like paraplegic. Oh, yeah. when that's you can't a... use two of them. See, I almost said like a... F- what is it? What do you call those that come out of the that parachute down? Those aren't paraplegics? A para... Um, no. No, you're talking about skydivers when they parachute? Yeah. Parachutists? They are not. Parachutists? Okay. Yeah, they I'm are way not, off here. They are not paraplegics. I do not think they suggest that uh, paraplegics parachute. Okay. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. Now, hey, that's the kind of mentality that I hope para- 
paraplegics listen to and say, hey, fuck you, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. I'm just like you. I'm going to do whatever I set my heart on. And for that, I'll say congratulations. Love to have you on the pod. What are we talking about? What? He's a quad. No. He's standing up and he looks kind of small. So then Flock tries to put an end to this whole thing. He jumps into action, chased by Hanji. Incredible action shot. Yes, he this stops is the sword. And we he have stops blades the clashing. There were some blades clashing. Flock tries to put it in by blowing all this up. The ship, the flying boat. Shoots, I don't know what he's trying to blow. He up. shoots one of the thunder spears at peak, then dodges her mouth. I mean, mm-hmm. this is such an epic sequence. Yeah, it was like a one shot sort yeah. of ordeal. He he says he's got to put a hole in this hull. Yep, which I liked. I said, I see a flock. I see it. I don't know what the hull is. I don't know if that's the boat and, itself or the flying boat. And that's what Ymir was thinking when she was building Falco. She's mm-hmm. like, I got to put a mouth in this mouth. Because when he said it, I thought he was talking about the the boat itself, which seemed foolish. He should know that the flying boat is the bigger deal. I think you got to try and take that out. Mm-hmm. Now, what Flock tr- decides to do <laughs> is... Uh, he has a really cool line. It's one of his coolest lines. He says, the one who will save Eldia is me. And dude, this is where I come around to Flock. I've never been a big fan mm-hmm. of him, but this is where I really turn the corner with him. Yeah. He's trying to save his homeland. It's awesome. This is what I would do. I, I, I would hate to be the bad guy because he is the bad guy. Right. He's 100% the bad guy, but I would want to protect the people on the island. All right. Good for you. It, I would like to think that the same two guys that were in the room when they heard Flock call himself the king were also standing below him right here when he said, the one to save LD is me. And they once again side-eyed each other and they were like, Aaron is leading an army of 17 trillion colossal titans. Why does this guy think blowing up a boat is going, he's the one saving LD? Yeah. I would argue the other guy has a bigger part to play. What would have made it even better if Flock was like, I talked... I talked to Aaron 10 months ago. He just mentions it again. He's like, and the one who's going to save Eldia is me. So then he proceeds to shoot his thunder spear about 20 yards away from anything that should be considered his target. Um, and gets shot right in the shoulder. Yeah, he gets shot right in the shoulder. He shot just water. Water, but the thing is... It's he very sh- bloody. He shot it right where Daz drowned. Right. And blows up dad's body. He blows up dad's body. Dad's body. <laughs> that's just, he's got daddy issues. Sometimes that sort of thing happens. And then blood just splatters in the water. Yeah, dad's had a lot of blood in him. Splatters all over the place. It's very red. It's definitely not any of the other people that Annie and Ryan were taken out of. It's dad's alone. But how about Gabby, though? She is, she's is. she got the shot of the sin. She is definitely phase Gabby. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's out there. She is. Speaking of water, if you hear some running through the pipes right now, Chaz's yeah. mom loves water she does she's a big fan of it she drinks a lot of it she swims in a lot of it and she probably shouldn't be doing that but but the thing about what i was gonna say about gabby though how many times has she just come in with a clutch shot this has been so many times she is that's one thing when you can hit it at the range fine and dandy but when you hit high pressure shots in high pressure situations that's when you really get hit up by the phase clan she's got that chris kyle uh breathing technique to be able to calm yourself down and take the shot. And they're like, hey, we want you to be part of the FaZe Clan. We know that you, you've you got, you don't do anything. You just have 3 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. So we want you to be a part of the team. No one's ever heard of you, but they will go to your profile, see that your name is FaZe Smokey, 
and they're going to just eat you up. Yeah. They're going to love like, you. Most times, people just uh, check mm-hmm. in on the streams when you're a girl yep. because you're probably showing some cleavage or somewhat. Right. But you're actually good enough to where they're going to watch your gameplay. Here's your promo code you need to plug for 20% off G Fuel. <laughs> yep. You made it. Congratulations. But then our, that's our fearless leader is a guy named Faze Banks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Flock though, when he takes that shot to the shoulder, he falls into the water. And do you think this is the end of Flock? Does um, he get taken out by? I Gabby? mean, I just hate how they leave this open ended. If he's alive, I'll call bullshit. Not because of the wound to his shoulder, but he dropped from such a distance that that water should have acted as if it was concrete. But here's the thing, though. I could have seen... I love when you try and fight physics, so please go ahead. I think now I don't know if it showed this, I could be wrong. I think he pencil dived last second, and that's how you break the tension of the right. water, surface tension. And when you pencil dive, you can do that from approximately, you know, two hundred feet in the air and actually survive. So I'm thinking that he, he kinda twisted himself, did okay. a pencil dive. I think they made it very his... clear. Um, given the shot was him looking like a starfish. And they showed up for about five seconds of him falling and then landing in the water that way. So well, I, I like that it, you so. tried to fight for him, but I'm calling him baloney. Do not show me this guy again. Um, okay. Getting so we're just off on tangents tonight. People oh my god. That. You know what he's gonna do. What's he gonna do? He's hanging on to the Oh my god. We've figured this out, Ronnie. He is <laughs> the literally of the boat. hanging on to the flying boat that's getting dragged behind and yeah. he's just he's literally just hanging onto the back of it just flo- like floating through that's what he's doing oh we're gonna get God. that sucker up in the air they're going to spend half a day he's under it the entire time we're spend <laughs> half a day preparing it and he's still going to take us by yeah. surprise in the skies for all the jojo fans out there he's pulling a stroheim and he's hiding in the waterbed of the flying boat oh my that is God. so he's, epic he's gonna pull such a classic stroheim so Mika says she kills more people. Very cool. Literally slices someone's head off. She, Again. She's been dying to do that since Aaron. Don't you know it? That's why oh, she's yeah. doing it so much. She's scratching that itch. Do you, then, wait, you're talking about when he got his head blown off? Well, yeah. He, his wasn't sliced. It was blown off. But just like decapitation, yeah. she's really into that now. Oh, yeah. She's like, God, that was hot. Just starts doing it. Um, she then takes the body of the headless corpse, throws it at another guy, and then kebabs the two of them together. I like to call it a kebab when you you know poke someone with a sword. Because she used both. she used like the strings of the ODM gear to like throw it. God, it was so crazy. Yeah, it, right. And then for good measure, she takes one of their um, ODM gears and sets off a thunder spear right at the bottom of both of them. Blows them up for good measure. And the blood flies over her and pours down mm-hmm. on her while she gives the sickest look at the screen. Yeah. Yikes! I am. Um, you could say my concern level for her mental state is at like a nine. I think it would be a nice place to put it. I got it at a nine right now. My concern level for my lower mental level, if you know what I mean, don't is a nine because oh. by God, that got me going. Okay, cool. So, um, I just think she's in such a good place with some distance between Aaron. You know, she seems healthy. Good for her. Anya Capone says, good news, guys. I know how to captain ships as well, so get on this bad boy. Hanji's standing in a really weird way. It's like she pulled her back out or something. I don't know why she's standing I, I, like I'm this. I'm loving this. Hanji, um, make me act different. You go, girl. She tells Jean, let's go before more show up. 
Falco, he gives everyone a cock-a-doodle-doo. As he can't control the Titan right now, you know, it's that first transformation bump that he's got. He scares me a bit, starts chomping on Peak's cart, Titan. And uses that second mouth, that outer mouth, to do it. Yeah, the second jaw he does. But don't worry, because uh, McGath is there to cut him out. I love this right here. I love that McGath in the scout uniform pulls out Falco, just like Mikasa pulled out Aaron in his first transformation. And we're we're getting to the emotional part. This is where they first start leading us into it. He says, he tells Falco that he did well. God, so... And I'm not sure that he did. You know, I don't he know. killed a few. He killed a few. Are we sure? Did he do anything positive other than stealing the focus of some enemies? Which is good. Yeah. Good for him. The, uh... Oh, the, that's... I mean, he really is like their dad, man. That's so... Ugh. So heartbreaking. The team is worn out. They're heading to the ship. Magath says to head out, he's going to hold the rear. And they do just that. They start leaving... Gabby asks where Commander uh, McGath is, and Peek says it's General, General now. Yeah. People keep messing up. They keep saying Commander in this show. I don't like it. Give the man his title. So he starts running back, and two scaredy cats were hiding out this entire time. Where the fuck were these two dickwads? And it's about this time that it's bittersweet. I have to do the rest of this recap from here on out. And... I apologize, there's going to be a lot of line-by-line reading, because it all is so fucking awesome. Best part. Best part of the series is coming up. So they start shooting, but not for long, as a tannish brown blur sweeps across the screen. And let's... Moment of silence. I don't care that this podcast is an hour and ten minutes as it is right now. Ten second moment of silence. Again. Here we go. Patton is still pinned down. And also, I just love seeing the crop top jacket. Oh my god, I have that written right here. I've got a great line coming up. Okay, all right. Oh, we'll finish this. Okay. So, uh, McGath asks if he's the one who took out the reinforcements that Ronnie forgot about. And I had, at this point, a full-on, and I'm sorry, it's not mature, but it's true, full-on respect boner. Mm-hmm. You did. It's a full chub. Saw it. There's another ship, turns out. Magnus says that it's fast enough to catch the other one, so he can't just leave it here. I know. And I, I want to say this line before you keep moving on. I put... I'll say it. Keith in the OG Scout brown jacket crop top swoops in, slaying these fucking tots like he's a cook at a sports bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love getting me some tots at a sports bar. Uh, Keith says, oh, I, I'll give you a hand. Two bros, man. What, this, oh we said, what did we say? We what said, did we say about these two guys colliding? When two unstoppable forces collide, what happens? Magic. Yes. An anomaly. So, down on the ship, they start to be surrounded. Theo isn't worried. He's getting ready to light it up. He tells Keith, now is your last chance to take a swim. Mm-hmm. Esayama, he's been listening to this pod. To write something in like this, oh my god, he knows us way too well, Ronnie. I thought I was going to be so sad when this day came. And don't get me wrong, I was sad, but I was so full of respect, admiration, honor, all, (laughs) any heroic word, that's how I felt. I didn't even, you know, it was the kind of thing that happened in one single tear. Yeah. 
fell down my, and I didn't let it fall off. You know what I did? Licked it. I went, mm-hmm. got it. And then you sputtered. I heard you sputter, sensei. And I was like, what did you just say? You're like, oh, nothing. I was like, okay. All right. God, they're fucking down. He's not swimming. You think he's going to swim? Quote of my life. Not quote of the week, not quote of the day. Quote of my life. <laughs> Keith All says, right. no thanks. I've been looking for a good time to die. Oh my god. <laughs> so fucking cool. Keith, Keith say D's. My god. If there was ever a moment where I cried at this television program, it is right now. It is right now. And I'm telling you, second watch through, started tearing up. Started tearing up. So... I didn't the first time because tried to be a man. You and Travis were in the room, but I started tearing up. And I told you, the first time through, I saw where this was going. And I was picking up on the vibe. The words, I stopped reading at one point. The second time through, I was catching all this, and it was really sinking in down into my veins. And I was like, oh my god, this is, this is just, that's too much. He said, no thanks, I've been looking for a good time to die. I mean, could he have said something any cooler than that? Well, no. Okay. When this podcast blow up, blows up, and we become just, we join phase. We are mega stars. Yep. All right. We're up there with Bezos. Net we are mega stars. And then we think, you know what? I'll, we'll keep doing the podcast. We enjoy it. We have fun. We can't forget about the little fishies. But we also want to become action stars. We're going to become action stars. We're going to star in a buddy cop action movie. Do you know the name of the movie? I think you do. A Good Time to Die. (laughs) (laughs) Starring Ronnie and Chaz. And we portray, like our characters that we portray, because we're acting, we're great actors, we're awesome at it. We portray Theo and Keith. Yeah, we do. That's just, there will be a select few people that go, hey, are these guys just ripping off Keith and Theo from Attack on Titan? But a lot of people, you know, ignorant Americans, they're not going to know that. And they're just going to think, are these the two most well-written characters I've ever seen? (laughs) In this buddy cop movie called A Good Time to Die, starring Ronnie and Chaz. <laughs> oh my. Could Okay, can you even think of two side characters that have come together and had, and any, anything no. you've ever watched, no. had such an epic conclusion and moment in history? There's nothing not. like this. There's nothing like this, dude. And that's exactly what people are going to think when they're watching Ronnie and Chad in the movie. Yes. Or, and it's a film, too. It's a film. But they're going to watch it in a movie theater. But they're watching a film, and they're going to go, oh my, Ron, who knew they had these acting chops? I thought these were just the guys that gave us 5% off of scuff controllers. Best part of the film, too. It's going to name the title of it again. A Good Time to Die. Okay, it's going to be Ronnie and Chaz. Is it going to say Ronnie and Chaz, A Good Time to Die? Or is it going to say Theo and Keith, A Good Time to Die? No, it's going to say Ronnie and Chaz, okay. A Good Time to Die. Ronnie and we Chaz, will be taking the credit. And here's what's going to be the title, though. Ronnie and Chaz, A Good Time to Die, the movie. But it's going to be a film. But we're going to have the movie at the end of it. <laughs> That's how you know it's a film. <laughs> when you go to see A Good Time to Die, the movie, you know you're going into a film before it even starts. The sequel, by the way. Ronnie and Chaz, A Good Time to Die. Subtitle. Still looking for it. Because <laughs> it's a cash cow. We're going to milk every last drop of it. We're still looking for yes. a good time to die. Okay. Hollywood, call us. Oh my God, I can't. I don't want to. Okay, here we go. Theo, he hears this line. 
doesn't even flinch. He's not. He doesn't even try and fight with him. He just knows. He knows that this is a man who knows what he wants. And if he wants to be here with him in the end, the more the merrier. Welcome. It's uh, he. I think he realized in that moment. It's like the the moment where Aaron goes, Reiner, I am the same as you. Mm-hmm. That is what Theo's thinking yeah. in his head. Keith, I am the same as you. Or he doesn't know his name yet. He's just thinking, you, I am the same as you. But he's chatting with this guy. They got about 45 seconds left. He says, why did you join us? Keith says, I saw some old students of mine heading south with Annie Leonhard. And that, the, <laughs> oh my God, Ronnie. You are... You oh are a professional, okay? You called this. I didn't have a. I didn't have a single inkling, okay, that this was that. That's what that was. You called this from the beginning, okay. And the best part is, Keith got to mention Annie Lionheart too. He got to mention her. Yeah, that was one of his star pupils. He got to see her and say her name again. It's my biggest claim to fame. I was so excited when that happened. He also says, "This is," and then and then this is when. Okay, this moment's happening. Mm-hmm. The piano starts playing. Oh the violin God. is playing. And I, I just couldn't handle it. I could not handle it. Keep going. Keith goes on to say, when I saw her, I realized their plan. My heart was moved by how much they've grown. Oh so, oh my God. Yeah, that's the thing about a guy like this. You think, you think he's being a dick just to be a dick. Mm. You know, he's yelling at people with potatoes. He's making fun of names like Samuel, even though they're like the main character of the show. But it's all out of love. He's preparing them for the cruel world that lays ahead of them. And you, oh, he is special. He's a special man. And I can't believe you ever thought he wasn't. It's like, okay, I had my favorite teacher in high school. His name was Mr. Bradford. He was such a geek, but okay. Had him for English two years, and then I took newspaper two years because I've always wanted to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Thought I was going into the newspaper biz. Turns out that business, dying. For years, me and my good friend, who we still stay in touch, were like, oh, we got to chat with Mr. Bradford. We got to go take Mr. Bradford for breakfast. But years go by, you realize, well, I haven't really done anything that's mm-hmm. worth mentioning. This is kind of embarrassing if I go... But no, Keith Sadie's seeing how he feels about these these what, young you know, tots. They don't care. He did, he's just proud of them. I am going to sign up for Facebook Messenger. Oh that's still a second app for some reason, and say, "Hey, Mr. Bradford, you want to go with me and Tommy and get a bite at an IHOP? Because that's where you go and take teachers. <laughs> you, you go to an IHOP." The evolution of this broken man. Becoming one with himself and his soul. Theo says, if you hadn't stopped the reinforcements that Ronnie forgot about, we would have been goners. You'll soon be known as one of the heroes who saved the world. And at that point, I know what you're thinking, Chad. You're like, this can't get any better. I was thinking it. You were right. But then do you know what Keith says? I'll tell you what he says. He says, that makes two of us. The respect! (laughs) Take it away. Oh, take a walk. He says the respect, Chadley. Oh, oh. the two here, the two. Hey, our third movie, by the way. The two heroes that saved the world. <laughs> He's special. Oh he my is. god. Okay, and it was at this point that we stood up and gave genuine salutes to the rest of the episode. Oh, we did. When you stood up, I said, I know what my duty must be. Okay. 
I was so overcome by I didn't even feel myself standing up. I just saw myself. And you didn't even hear me say, I know what my duty must be while I stood All up. I did was at one point I looked over and you two were standing up too. And I was like, did they stand up at the same time as me? Before, after me? I don't know. They're just standing up too, giving genuine salutes. As Theo is pouring gunpowder on the floor, it's on the floor, all right? He says, I refuse to pat myself on the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, ignoring my conscience, I ordered around children to serve the country's interest and commanded them to destroy the wall. He's just taking all the blame. Yes, they, they are the same. But I finally realized if those kids can live normal lives, how happy that would make me. Oh. And then it shows us a shot of them of all, all the warriors. Oh, dude, that that gets the heart going there. Is that it when you cry? When did you cry? When did you cry? That that part right there. Yep. It shows how innocent, especially knowing the monster that he. Well, Gabby has made a huge turn. She's not the psychopath she was, but that's exactly why he's looked at Gabby multiple times throughout the season and been like, "Oh shit, I created a monster in her," yeah. and now. He sees her turn the corner. He's like, I just want her to live a happy life. Be a happy girl. I mean, he just told Falco he did a good job. Oh, dude. He was so chaotic. You and, know? He's, and the best he's part. trying his best. He was trying his best. The best part is Keith did the same thing. He trained a bunch of children, too, to be soldiers. I gotta hold Ebenezer. He, he knows this all too well. Keith knows this all too well. They understand each other. They are one. Ebenezer likes it when you tickle his tummy. All right. Here we go. Let's do it together. Let's get through the rest of it together. Keith says, turns into the dad of the year, by the way. Dad of the year to Magath, who's like the same age as him. You might not pat yourself on the back, but I'm proud of you. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? This Are mom you is a genius. kidding me? There's some asshole outside the door. Fuck them. They're not even there as far as I'm concerned. All they are is just a reason that we can't get out of this situation. It's got to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. All right? Don't look at them. Yeah, who cares? Keith hands him a rifle and says, I'm sure those kids would agree. Oh, <laughs> oh my and God. You know, and you know what, Keith? Oh the kids God. were proud of you as well, and they agree. Thea says thank you and then asks the best question you could ever ask after such a meaningful, heartfelt conversation, which is, by the way, what's your name? He says, Keith Shotties. And you, and he lies the rifle down, he lies it down, right? Right to where the fucking hammer, the fucking Mm -hmm. gunpowder, but right there by the gunpowder. It says, Theo McGath. It blows up the ship, and no one even dares say a fucking thing, because we are doing the third podcast pending moment of silence starting right now. The piano was beautiful. Oh my god. They finally get to rest. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away your pain. I will stand by you forever. Did they get to shake hands? You can take my breath away. I- no, no, no. So they went out with just a fist. They fist bumped each bumped. other. Oh. What a conclusion to these two guys. And I hate to say, in the movie, 
Okay. There will be a scene where we are exploding someone, and we time it right to where I just look over at you, you look over at me, we give a fist bump, and you know how people sometimes do the fist bump, they go... Yeah. When we do that, there will actually be an explosion. An explosion. And and when we do that, too, we're going to have our cop names. Mm-hmm. Really, it's not our real names the entire time. It's Ronnie and Jazz. Right. While we're fist bumping, we say our real, not undercover cop names to each other. <laughs> and then, here, I, I'm going to write this line for you. Yeah. Because I think it's a cool line. I think you'll nail it. You take off your sunglasses, you look at me, and you go, well, Ronnie, guess it just wasn't our time to die. <laughs> yeah. And then the credits close, and then you go, we're still looking for it. That's why the second movie is we're still looking for it. That'll be in the sixth one, and then we'll keep going from there. But, dude, I genuinely, my heart, this is how I felt when Irwin, the way Irwin went out, Mm -hmm. these two right here, it couldn't have been any better. It really could not have been any better. I mean, to me, like, it's same level as Irwin's speech, and I'm not even kidding. It is. It's with less words... But oh, the it's most so fucking delicious. The understanding that they both have of each other without ever seeing each other is just unmatched, dude. Because this genius writing, genius. You, you take the same person, you plug them in to the other person's slot. I don't think much is changing. You know, you put Keith, you grow him up as young Theo McGath. It's what he's gonna do. You take Theo. You get him in the cadet squad. That's what he's doing. What he's he's doing. yelling at people for eating potatoes. Mm-hmm. Fucking beautiful, man. And you know they could have ended it there, but they said, you know what? It's the penultimate episode. God, I almost forgot to say penultimate episode today. And if I, that is why I became a podcaster, was to be able to say penultimate episode of a season. Mm-hmm. So thank God I remember penultimate. that. Penultimate, great word. There's going to be an after credit scene. Yep. And on the ship, they are... Uh, they're heading for Odiha. How are we saying this? Odiha, yeah. Odiha? Nice. They can't save Liberia when Marley. Andy says that if that's true, my entire reason for fighting is gone. I'm getting off the ship. Did you catch this too when it showed before? Sorry to say this. Before the post credit scene, uh-huh. when it blew up, the smoke started arising from the blow. Yeah. It formed a heart in the sky. Did it? It did. You had to, you had to look real close. Did it quick. And then it played it played um the very end of the season two OP and you just heard Falling Angel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really that was written about Keith this entire time. <laughs> um so no, I didn't know what you were gonna say. I can tell you the truth. The first time this after credit scene was playing, didn't hear a single <laughs> word. I was still riding the high from what I just watched. But when I rewatched, took notes on it, here's what it said. And he says she's getting off the ship. Hanji says, listen, Liberio and Marley's destruction was inevitable. Peak, this is so cute. She's being big sis to Gabby right there, holding her, you know, giving her a shoulder to cry on. Connie, he's helping Armin around. He's feeling really good about himself. I'm feeling good about him as well. This has to hurt for Peak, too, because I feel like she was probably the closest to McGath out of all of them. That's true. I, I, I can pick up on that for sure. Hanji says... Magath gave his life so we could push ahead. He did it in trusting us to save people whose names he'd never know. God, come on. She's got to like, add we fuel just to went the fire. Th- you gotta, yeah, you got to keep doing this to us, Hanji? You know what's sad about this, too, is I, I really thought there was a chance Hanji 
the way he just went out, so ep- I, I really thought Hanji would have been with him. You know how they've been side by side these mm-hmm. last couple episodes. I mean, you were shipping it pretty hard. I was. You I thought like three episodes in a row. I thought there was a chance this could also happen to Hanji, where she does a little sacrifice with him, and they let the young group, the young group, go ahead. She does a little Irwin, because this is ba- they basically pulled Irwin right here. I mean, they were he's the general. Keith was the commander at one time. They're the head of the group. They pulled a little sacrifice to let the the group keep moving on to have a chance. And right. I thought, oh shit, that could happen to Hanji. Well, what but I like about Hanji is, you know, Theo staying behind happened so quick. He told Anya Capone, really. Uh, there's kids who won't necessarily understand the, the situation. Hanji knows he stayed. To stay. She knows exactly what he was mm-hmm. doing. Sacrificed his life. And so the fact That's that she's so given him the man. honor to say it is just, ugh. Can't get enough. Annie, she's talking to Mikasa now. She says, in that case, I'll ask you again. Can you kill Aaron? If I try to kill Aaron, can you stand by and watch? I'm sick of killing each other. I don't want to fight with you anymore. Not you guys. Not even Aaron. Uh, Well, that guy, but end of episode. End of episode. And her poor dad. Her dad is going to get stomped out. Right, because they're... That's what they keep, they're talking about how they've already been through that. You think that's the case? Do we just show up and it's already already smushed, or do we see any of the chaos, at Liberia or Marley? I think if we see the chaos, it's like it's like Elsewhere? a little no, it's like a little flashback. You okay. know what I mean? It's like the chaos is happening while they're fighting the Jaegerist, okay. but they show us that point of view from where wherever the Colossals are. I like that. And um, but I, you know what sucks though is I really was pulling for Annie to at least see her dad one more time. That's gonna suck if it doesn't happen. Yeah, he was such a good guy. Okay, Ronnie. He wasn't that good of a guy. If people don't remember, he kind of. But let's kind of trained her. We're from... gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit more. Okay, we got to talk about this little situation. Right, here. Let's talk about it. The podcast is only at an hour and a half. I'm fine. Where does this rank? This moment right here, in all top, seriousness, top. Okay. Right there with the Irwin's thing. It I'm is not, right there. The- and you might be mad when we if we get to. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, do we play it up a little bit? Sure. Or we did. Was the idea of having like a favorite character who, as Travis said earlier, was in like five episodes, which is underballing it a little bit, but he was not in a, a whole lot. The fact that Keith Sadie's ended up being such a vital part gives me all the ammo that I need to put him Right at the top. Right at the top. Of my... <laughs> right at the top. Hey, you know what else this proves? Ronnie and Chad were right all along. That's okay. Right. We Go were back. right all along. Hey, you newcomers. First of all, glad to have you. Don't hate you for not being or for being new and not listening to all, all the episodes. Go listen to like our fifth yeah. one where we were calling a guy. <laughs> we were calling a guy Keith Sadies who wasn't even Keith Sadies. Yeah. That's how excited we were to see him. We loved him so much. We knew. We knew this moment was coming. We'd only published like four podcasts. We had to publish a completely separate podcast apologizing for our blunder. I mean... Because we've been riding with this guy since day one. You know what else the shows too? This was one of Isayama's favorite characters from the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. And we knew it. We, we knew, knew it. it. We knew it. I'm one of the day. One of these days, Isayama's going to come on the podcast... Mm-hmm. And we might have some trouble talking with him, but we are going to just have a still a great chit chat. Yes. Anything else? I'm still. I might not be able to sleep tonight. Oh, I'm going to be up all night just thinking about this moment, rewatching it um, in different languages. See how they did. 
All right. Um, everyone knows what to do. Twitter at Podcast Chronic. Patreon this week. Here's your little plug for that. You can join for $5 a month. You get four podcasts a month. That's $1.25. Not bad at all. This past week, um, I told, told a story about how Travis and I were in a fight. And it was pretty juicy, if I do say so myself. And you told some stories about uh, our good pal radio at work. I did. So hop on over there. Check it out if you'd like. Join the Discord. Link is also Love in the description have for that. I'm, YouTube. Oh, give us the YouTube. You gotta do the YouTube. Subscribe to us. We want to get to 300. As soon as we get to 300, we get another plaque. You better calm down over there, 300. <laughs> Be careful what you're wishing for. Let's keep it realistic. Let's go 225 Okay. First. All right, I've been Ronnie. I've been Chazzy. Peace. Peace. It's at this time, I believe that my brother-in-arms, Chad Chart, has prepared a poem. <laughs> it's at this time, I believe that my brother-in-arms... <laughs> I can't do it, it's so stupid. It's at this time, I believe that my brother-in-arms, Chad Chart... Has prepared a poem. The poem. It's a silly word. <laughs> okay. It's at this time, I believe that my brother in arms, Chad Chart, has. Pre- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm Sorry. just going to the. Has prepared a poem in honor of our fallen heroes. I think I got it out. I can edit around it. Okay. I will now be performing a self-made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I can't right, look at right. you now. All right.